Hey everyone, it's Noah Barnett, the VP of Marketing here at Feather. And today in the studio, as always, I'm joined by Nu Tay, a content strategist who is also the curator of Feather's Good Marketing Brief, which drops in your inbox every single Wednesday. And then we come together on uh, at the end of the week to provide a compliment to that content and discuss what was in this week's brief. But before we talk about the brief, New, we survived the Super Bowl weekend. We did. It was um, uneventful for a while, but then it really kicked up and I felt like I knew the Chiefs were going to win, but I was like, I know they're going to come back. They always do. But it was just like, okay, how's it happening? But, you know, hurrah, Chiefs won. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of drama. I, I think I was I was definitely cheering for the Chiefs going into the game, not as like a dedicated fan, yeah. but as someone who maybe has just followed the epic of the season between Kelsey's and last year's Kelsey battle. And then now there's only one Kelsey left and the Taylor Swift drama and the conspiracy <laughs> theories and and all of that. But I will yeah. say I have also been newly uh, acquainted with the Brock Purdy story and mm -hmm. his like rise from being the last pick to like now one of the best quarterbacks yeah. in in the nfl and, and mm -hmm. kind of like a budding best quarterback has a long road and career ahead of himself yeah and so that was really neat to see like both two relatively young quarterbacks mahomes obviously has been around for a while and is currently like yeah. the best quarterback in the nfl and obviously yeah. has gotten the rings to prove that but these mm -hmm. two like young quarterbacks kind of creating the next legacy of i think quarterbacks in the nfl yeah. there was there was Absolutely. some thematic elements of even the whole Super Bowl that felt like we were kind of merging into this new era of like different types of ads speaking to maybe more like directly to millennials and even younger generations. Obviously, the infusion with the Taylor Swift vibes of like, you know, increasing um, uh, uh, different types of viewership for the Super Bowl. Like, so it's just mm -hmm. a very interesting dynamic, both on the field yeah. and surrounding it. And then obviously showcased through the ads. And so it was a little microcosm of like, this is what's going on yeah. in the world right now. It's interesting. Yeah, definitely. I feel like <laughs> over the weekend, I was like, I guess we made it. We're the target demographic now um, between, you know, bringing Usher out for the Super Bowl, which yeah. is like prime millennial era. And then, you know, all, of course, the, the quarterbacks who are like our age and Taylor, the constant panning of Taylor Swift and also like, the commercial that Taylor Swift was probably going to be at the Super Bowl was crazy to me. And, you know, the the big focus on her was to obviously drive more of her fans to watch the Super Bowl and drive viewership. Um, so it was it was all interesting to see it all come together. Yeah. Yeah, it almost wasn't about football. And I think maybe the Super Bowl <laughs> has never been about football and I just haven't paid enough mm -hmm. attention to it. Yeah, but like the Kelsey's podcast is like the number one podcast in the country, like not mm -hmm. in sports, even like, period, yeah. you know, it's yeah. not even like, it's just popular because of that obviously Taylor was, you know, a person of the year last year, there's the mm -hmm. whole dynamic of like, her dropping her album at the Grammys, and then Beyonce <laughs> dropping her album here and like this conflict here. And then it's almost even overrode like the performance on stage, because you have all these performers trying to <laughs> leverage this moment in time, then you have advertisers. Mm -hmm like the Sarah Bay, yeah. which you highlighted in the good uh, marketing brief, trying to use digital influencers blended with this like primetime Super Bowl thing. It's very interesting. It's like, it's a, it feels very much that it's still one of the, it's, it's one of the only kind of 
lasting everyone's paying attention to the same thing at the same time moments mm-hmm. yeah and that Absolutely. was proven in the viewership data i think it was like 130 some million you know viewers or something which was broke yeah, the record it was um, the most like the highest viewed um super bowl like ever yeah so they really came out and you know last week i i um featured the doordash like promo of like or sweepstakes of like hey we're gonna pick one winner to get all the things that you see from the super bowl and so i was kind of looking for that when i was watching it and it did not disappoint the promo code was extremely long and i'm interested i I should probably look to see how many people actually you know entered that while watching redeem the the code yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) i think it was like 30 seconds of just like code that the the moderator was saying so it was funny yeah yeah and again i think it wasn't even just about the what was on tv obviously there was tons of dialogue going on on social there was like pre stuff there's post stuff i've been seeing ads kind of continue and stories continue so again it was just this moment in time where it like all of our attention was captured by this moment still in like Mm -hmm. segmented ways because i'm sure people some people were focusing more on the game some people were focusing more on the Mm -hmm. ads some people weren't even paying attention and just sitting on social media it's also like a coming together with humans in real life like it was a a reason to have a party and get people back together definitely a very special special moment moment. Yeah. yeah 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 it brings people in all different ways it's very omni channel you know even though it's like yeah. a broadcasted event there's like all the different platform digital platforms that people are convening on but then like people are getting together in person to like mm-hmm. watch this like once a year monumental event of the sports um so yeah it's pretty cool yeah a heck of a convergence i would say which yes, is a great segue into like the mm-hmm. topic for this week's brief because you really dive into this specific convergence so tell the people what the (laughs) topic of the good marketing brief was this week yeah absolutely so uh we talked we talk a lot about omnichannel on the good marketing brief and just within feather generally um and so i really wanted to just talk focus this week's brief on you know, obviously focusing on your your digital channels, but not forgetting your traditional channels, your tried and true channels that work. Um, but in a deeper way, that's just like, hey, I'm on these platforms and more like a multi-channel approach, but bringing mm-hmm. it all together in like a more cohesive way where you're making sure that your branding and your messaging and the supporter experience is kind of consistent across all touch points um because i think that's the the thing that i would love to see more nonprofits doing is instead of just going like yeah we're on social we're doing digital ads and we're doing email we're also doing direct mail um but really thinking of it as like one holistic strategy and how you can use one channel to kind of connect with another channel and kind of boost the engagement of each so that's what we wanted to focus on this week yeah. And I use the word convergence at the kind of intro, but I think it's really about running integrated campaigns, I think is the kind mm-hmm. of the commonly referred to. Uh, some say multi-channel, some say omni-channel, but I think this idea of integration is really what we're focused on in this brief. And I think where we see kind of the next evolution of nonprofit marketing is us ensuring that all campaigns we run are integrated and not yeah. channel like... Um, 
almost like channel specific. It's like, oh, we do the direct mail campaign. We do the direct, the digital campaign. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, like your supporters in your community, both the ones you know well and the ones you're trying to reach are experiencing that in a, in, in, in kind of multiple touch points. And so a lack of integration can increase confusion about like what you're even about, what you're focused on, how that's all working. And so integration mm -hmm. isn't only a way to fuel results, but to increase consistency, which reduces tax and increases likelihood to respond from your audience because you're saying one consistent thing and kind of mm -hmm. staying connected to them as a conversation evolves versus just trying to convert them in a moment of time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because, you know, even if someone sees let's say they see a social ad or they see a social post more likely than not they're not gonna they might it might pick their interests they might click through they might see your campaign might consider donating but they might be like ah like i'm not ready yet so ensuring that they're getting touched on social on on any digital very targeted ads as they're browsing the web um they're also like getting hit with email if you have their information on file and the more touch points they get, kind of reiterating that same message, the more they're going to want to kind of support your cause, whether it's what, whatever your conversion is, if it's making a donation, signing up for an event, um, signing up for a membership. I mean, you see this a lot within targeted ads um, in the for-profit world. Because I mean, personally for me, if I see something, maybe it's something for my son, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Like, Maybe we, we should get that later. But if I'm getting hit constantly, each time I'm like, well, maybe. And then it's like, well, okay, today, like, I'm seeing it enough. I really want it. And so mm -hmm. um, having that just, that consistency and the repetitiveness, and even though you might feel repetitive it to the, to the donor or the supporter who is on the internet and seeing all different types of information, um, it's just a reminder to them to, to do something that like, is fulfilling to them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know we've, we've spoken about this on a lot of different briefs, but you shared some new insights that were a part of the resources in the good marketing brief this week. Yeah. So what were some of those resources and maybe what were the insights that our people could take away for this week? Yeah, I, um, there was a bunch of content this week, um, kind of focusing on a whole range of things. Um, a lot of like talk on AI, a lot of talk on uh, traditional channels. And then like, I even featured the podcast um, on Good Marketing Unplugged with Katie Atkins and how they're kind of bringing all different types of digital and like in-person channels together. And so one of the articles that I shared was philanthropy. And I think there was a lot of, um, I guess, case study type proof points about the integrated campaigns. And while, you know, we talked last week about how, you know, giving is down, trust is down, uh, the number of donors actually donating is down. Um, so nonprofits have to kind of think beyond just channel reach and think about how they can deepen engagement and deepen 
the the feeling of wanting to support your cause through multiple channels. And one of the examples they shared was from Colonial Williamsburg Foundation, who um, sent out um, a direct mail appeal with postcards, but also combining it with email. And they actually saw that they're, they raised 27% more. So this is just like a good example of how, you know, locking yourself within like specific channels is not going to be as effective as if you're leveraging multiple channels um, to kind of hone the, the same message. Um, and so you can drive better, better results and outcomes. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think we see this often. We were just talking to an organization this week that's a customer of Feather, and they had run a successful campaign that drove a lot of engagement. And they're even looking to not only do integration within a campaign across channels, but integration between campaigns. So mm -hmm. where they had a successful campaign raising money for food insecurity in one way, they want to actually use that as a starter point to bring the people that engage with that campaign, whether they gave or not, into their next campaign mm -hmm. by integrating the campaign themes. And again, allowing it to be a continued conversation versus starting over and saying, okay, campaign A was successful, now campaign B, we have to now re-educate the audience on campaign B. It's like, no, we actually can migrate and create a yeah. little bridge, you know, a conceptual bridge um, for people to move from, mm -hmm. you know, this campaign to this campaign. And we're going to do that across channels, whether it's digital advertising, email, even direct mail, and then even like partnerships. And so making sure that they're doing like earned media out into the market in a way that complements their digital advertising, for example. Yeah. So they're doing, you know, geofence advertising in a specific area while also doing a PR push in that community, right? Like if they were a community advocacy mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, type organization. And so yeah. I think it's, it's not only even just integration within the campaign, but it's integration across the campaign. campaigns you're running because again it's all about having a conversation with your community you know we yeah. use words campaigns conversions results goals mm -hmm. etc but it's like you're just having a conversation with a group of people that are aligned to your cause and you're trying to drive collaboration at various points throughout the year around mm -hmm. specific actions volunteering donating gifts in kind advocacy whatever yeah. your your issue is and so yeah keeping that in mind as you think about this and how you keep the conversation going i think is a key yeah. aspect of this evolution in integrated campaigns absolutely i mean when you think about it you know when you talk about the supporter journey it shouldn't end whenever you get that that like converting point whether it's like donating or signing up for something um, it should be a continuum between campaigns and like looking at your data and seeing what, how they engaged with your past campaign saying, Hey, thanks for supporting this. Now we're doing this and this is how you can help. I think just weaving them through, um, so that you don't have to re-educate them every single time because for them, they'll be like, okay, so you didn't get my, <laughs> so I'm already, I've been supporting you for years. So you don't understand that it makes, um, it can kind of hamper the relationship a little bit. Absolutely. Were there any other tips in this week's brief that you would want to elevate for our people that are considering how they do more integrated campaigns, maybe in the spring or as they're kind of thinking about their upcoming events and saying, how do we do integrated yeah. campaigns around our events? Yeah, I mean, they I put a lot of content in here about AI because AI is probably something that we're all kind of tired of hearing because it's 
been kind of like an emerging tool that more nonprofits should be using. Um, But as you're kind of expanding the the strategies and the tactics that you're using for your fundraising and your marketing, AI can be a very useful tool in helping you scale. Because as we know, nonprofits have like pretty slim teams. Someone who works at marketing could be wearing two or three different hats, right? And just knowing how to use AI to help to be like a staff member and to help you out. And like, so you're taking away from more of the tedious tasks so you can focus on more of the mission-driven tasks, I think is helpful. Um, One study that I shared um, is about just there's opportunity gaps with AI within the social sector. And it kind of talks about how many nonprofits and how many funders are actually using AI and what their concerns are if they're not using it. And most of it is just a knowledge issue, just not knowing enough about AI and how to be ethical with it or not having someone on the team who they can designate as like the AI expert. And so as AI kind of becomes more of the norm, more commonplace within just not, not just not our sector, but just in our lives generally, um, I think nonprofits are going to want to learn more about and be, be experts at it, or at least be somewhat knowledgeable at it. Um, and if that's the case for you, I, I, I put in the brief, I recommend following fundraising.ai. This is just like a group that has emerged over the past year um, that pushes a lot of content, a lot of experiences. Um, there's a conference about it, about how to use AI responsibly for non specifically for nonprofits. Yeah, absolutely. I think AI is going to be more and more important. I think also if you view it as a co-pilot or sidekick, which there are many Super Bowl ads trying to position it as such, it's not scary. Mm-hmm. It's just a, it's just like a sidekick. It's like a Robin, yeah. you know, if you're Batman type thing. Um, exactly, exactly. It can be actually a great way to have conversations about your campaigns and get feedback on how you might evolve your thinking around your messaging mm-hmm. and all of that. And so I think using it to help accelerate brainstorming, accelerating the creative process, not to replace creation, but to support Mm -hmm. is essential as you're considering, like, how do I take this and then turn it into social media posts? Well, I can take my direct mail letter and I can maybe have the AI give me feedback on how we would communicate this in more of an email format or uh, a LinkedIn post and still edit that and kind of create that. But I don't have to start from scratch and create everything. I can actually use the AI assistant to be super helpful in helping mm-hmm. to carve out those things. Um, or even think of creative ideas on how can we design campaigns that maybe resonate with a specific type of supporter. And again, it's just helping you generate ideas. It's not doing the work for Absolutely. you. It's, yeah. it's an accelerator and a complement, uh, not a replacement. Um, and I think that's yeah. the most important thing to see about AI. But your other point of like, who's taking leadership in nonprofits, in the nonprofit to enable teams to think well about AI as it relates to work is something that's a whole nother topic that we should probably talk about on one of the good marketing briefs. Because I think the question comes up is like, whose job is it to introduce effective AI workflows in the day to day? And what does that look like? I think we're all like experimenting it independently, but how do you operationalize that even within your team? 
Absolutely. I think there's, that's a topic um, for another, another brief for absolutely. sure. Absolutely, <laughs> I totally agree. There were a few like inspirational things that you left here as, as we looked at the Super Bowl. we come out of like, I, I think the, the award season of advertising basically on like everyone tries <laughs> to put their best foot forward. There were a yeah. few campaigns you highlighted. Um, could you speak to those, but then maybe talk to things that nonprofits could take away from them and incorporate into their own campaigns? Yeah. So the two I shared, um, you alluded to it earlier about survey. Um, they, before the Super Bowl, they recruited 450 influencers to kind of basically give teasers about their, the Super Bowl campaign that they were doing. And it's, it's like a really goofy thing. It's like, did Michael Sarah <laughs> create Sarah Vay? <laughs> and so, um, you know, they leveraged their community and they got, I think, over 6 billion impressions before the Super Bowl even aired. Um, and for nonprofits, you know, supporters, donors, like they love you, right? If they're supporting you, they support the mission. But they don't always want to hear about from you. It would be nice to bring in your community, bring in your supporters and so that they can tell your story and people that you serve so they can tell your story and how like you are changing their life or how you're kind of affecting positivity in their life. And so that's kind of a good takeaway take from that ad or that campaign. Um, and the second one is more of a fun one um, for Valentine's Day, which is this week. Um, Pizza Hut. <laughs> is um giving out goodbye pies <laughs> do you know what that means have you seen it no i have Basically, no idea even though valentine's day is a day of love and romance and you know for couples the day before valentine's day is actually like the biggest day for breakups and so there's a lot of people breaking up so leveraging this data and kind of capitalizing on it pizza hut has decided to roll this campaign out where people can send their boyfriend or girlfriend or partner a goodbye pie as a breakup. Um, and for nonprofits, I think this was just like a fun example of how to create campaigns around um, like holidays or like special events. Like the example that I shared is that, you know, if you're running a Valentine's Day campaign or, you know, if a nonprofit is running a Valentine's Day campaign, you can, you know, encourage your supporters to be someone's Valentine by, you know, supporting support, like donating school supplies, maybe donating food, maybe donating housing uh, for someone in need. Um, I think just getting creative like that, I think it's just a good way to keep your supporters excited about fun things that they could do for your organization and for their constituents. Yeah, I saw a great campaign on LinkedIn. I didn't dive into it specifically, so I'm I'm not I'm not clear on what organization it was, but I saw someone sharing that they were writing Valentines or just like kind of notes to kids in foster care. Mm -hmm. And I think it was a great way for that organization that obviously is advocating for uh, children that are uh, maybe a part of the foster care system to say, "Hey, there's this other practical way where like we could just write notes of encouragement during this season." Um and activating supporters to do something practical. I imagine if you follow up on that and say people that participated in the practical act of generosity, which is writing this note, mm -hmm. they will likely be more, they're more likely to actually contribute 
uh, financially in the future. Mm -hmm. In the same way we see like volunteers are like four times more likely to donate to the organization. Um, I think that's the the latest that I had seen. What are those Mm -hmm. other ways you can get people involved that are practical and maybe not an end in mind, meaning like, hey, we need actual like critical money to, to fund our work. But it's a it's a simple yes to increase the likelihood that they'll make a second yes when you're asking them to give. Down the road, uh, yeah. And again, that's bringing them a part of the conversation, seeing them as more than a rowing column that has a dollar sign next to it. And I think it's mm-hmm. a really practical way to lean in. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this uh, I think is a big topic. We'll definitely be revisiting integrated campaigns or... Um, multi-channel campaigns in the future on the Good Marketing Brief. Again, if you're interested in getting the Good Marketing Brief and you don't currently have it, check out the link below so that you get news curated resources every single Wednesday in your inbox. And if you do subscribe, definitely check out this week's issue. There's also a glimpse into what the future looks like a week into the Apple Vision Pro and a few other fun (laughs) resources uh, that you should check out in the brief. And as always, the briefs have a long shelf life. So if you didn't read last week's brief, you can always check that out as well. New, it's always a pleasure to have you in the studio talking about the good marketing brief. Thanks for being here and I'll see you again next week. Thank you so much. Have a good day.